0: To the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today.
1: Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Draczynski.
2: Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe, the luxurious. French Corner Booth of the Catholic Cafe. Robert, we that, are winding down.
0: About to close for business till next year. The That's French exactly Vatican right.
2: We Cafe. hear that music. Goodbye, I know. French we'll have to music. go back to our regular theme song, <laughs> won't we? <laughs> exactly. But it's been a beautiful, beautiful pilgrimage. And, and I thought it would be a great to sort of do a show, just you and I, and just sort of reflect on what Where we've, we've been. done here. It's been,
0: it's been a wonderful time, but an exhausting time, Deacon Jeff. I mean, it's that, that amazing sort of mixture of feelings If you see all this emotion, all this hope. We've Uh, had shows about people that have experienced healings, spiritual healings, physical healings. We've seen that. And we've also seen a lot of sick people that are really suffering. Right. It's It's
2: a lot to take in, isn't it? It
0: it, it is. But, you know, what always strikes me is how beautiful it is to see all these people from all around the world. Isn't
2: that amazing? The universality of God's mercy and grace uh, just pours out here uh, through the intercession of Mary and how beautiful that is. It, It is. And, you know, you see all
0: these people suffering from different ailments you know part of it's heartbreaking you see the children that are suffering from obviously physical impairments or right and
2: then, and then their families their companions who are with them right praying for them fervently
0: but going and asking the lord for healing asking the blessed mother through her intercession to to heal them and you know it, it, you always wonder because we do have stories like we've had some people that have been healed but there are a lot of people that when they come away maybe physically they haven't gotten better um, right, but, but
2: we've had amazing stories of people who have come closer to the Lord just by this experience, and sometimes we understand well with the example of um, uh, Pope Saint John Paul II that that in in suffering sometimes is just the, the greatest of glories, right? right. That, that that brings us closer to Christ, and, and amazingly, you know, Christ saves the world through suffering, through you know, His suffering.
0: I have took one of our, our malads, one of our the sick, we brought here to a cafe, and you know, we had a real reflection on that, and said, you know, we were thinking about, you know. Even Lazarus, who Jesus rose from the dead, still had to die. Right. I mean, even though he was cured to show a witness and to show the other apostles the power of of Christ in the resurrection, you know, Jesus even himself said, if you want to follow me, you've got to take up your cross and follow me. And just as Christ had to suffer, the suffering is somehow part of the Christian mystery. Yes. You know, we we don't look for it. We don't go running for it. Um, We ask God for healing. But, um... In some way, the 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 mark of a Christian is is marked by the sign of the cross, and it's a really powerful reflection when you come here, and you see all these people. But you also, Deacon Jeff, did you get a sense of peace? The the peace. Oh, it's so that- you
2: know to be able to sit down in that grotto and know this is where Mary appeared to Bernadette, right? There is an there. It's just such a a, a nice hush and a quiet. You hear the river rushing past you, uh, and then it's just a sense of peace. And even any all through this entire beautiful town. Is, is a sense of peace. I mean, even right. when you're shopping, even when you're eating, we, you know, and normally, you know, uh, for – for I live in the States, obviously, and so we know how things work there. But you come to Europe and it seems like there's like a hustle and bustle and there's like a, a, a closeness and a proximity and everyone seems to be reaching over you and a lack of uh, disrespect for your space. And yet – in this whole town, there's just a sense of peace that just sort of uh, envelops the whole town. It's so beautiful.
0: Right. You know, Deacon Jeff, I was going to ask your thoughts about this, too. One of the things that I saw in looking at this is all the sick and all the suffering. I said, you know, the Lord God, one of the amazing things that I love about the Catholic faith or the Christian faith is the love of God for the poor, the lowly, the humble. And I mean, if you, right. th- you think about that, even with the apparitions of the Blessed Mother. If you look through history, who has she appeared to? Did she ever appear to sort right. of the wise and the rich or the theologians? No. I mean, Bernadette was a young, simple, uneducated girl. Or if you look at Fatima, the three children that she appeared to, or Guadalupe with a, a peasant. You know, the, there's something about God that, uh, that manifests himself. To the poor, to the oh, yeah. simple blessed, to the
2: blessed are are the meek, the poor, the humble, the you know and, and, and also you know the first shall be last, and the last shall be first, this idea you know that, that that God loves especially the poor
0: absolutely, and even Jesus himself, I mean he wasn't born in Jerusalem to a noble family, He was born in a stable in the middle of nowhere, to a nowhere nobody family right uh, with nothing, and you know the amazing thing about the humility of God. And, you know, what I, you see here is such powerful faith and not necessarily faith that the sick will be cured, but that despite their illness, despite they may be these families that and maybe because of their illness, right? right? That, that they have this trust in God and know that no matter what happened, what no matter what the, the, these immense sufferings we see, mm-hmm. um, families that are just put through horrible suffering, caring for people that are very sick. that they trust that God is good and that God
2: loves them. And somehow right. in the divine mystery that this is for the glory of God. So Robert, what yeah. you, what we do now at this point, we've, we've come, this is our last show here in Lourdes, yeah. And you know, we, 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 wonder what do we do next? I mean, we always look forward to coming to a place like this, right. but our goal cannot be just to keep coming back. Right. Our goal is once we come here to do something, I, I think about it. A lot of people don't realize what's happening in in a mass. We go to Mass on Sundays. Right. Right. And one of the great um, one of the great duties of the deacon. Right. Uh-huh. If it weren't the for the deacons right if, yeah. if it weren't for the deacons you'd still be sitting in mass because we <laughs> dismiss the people. And essentially uh, in the Latin ita mishaest is this uh, it's just say to go and be sent?
0: Go, or you have been sent,
2: right? So the whole yeah. idea is like you've received the graces, you've received the healing, you've received the mercy and the love of God, the fellowship, uh, the instruction. The you've you've been close, literally, you know, body, blood, soul, and divinity with Christ in yeah. you. And now that you are become a tabernacle uh, of the Lord, then you would then, then go out. And so in the same way, we come on pilgrimage, right? right? And we get so close. To to, to God through the intercession of Mary. Uh, and then so really we're called not just that this would be our goal to come to Lourdes, right, right? but that we'd be, we'd be sent now with this grace and the peace that you mentioned to take that peace back to our homes.
0: It is. You know, I think it's interesting because two thoughts, reflections I also had Lord, Lourdes, is that the pilgrimage we do in Lourdes, the t- seven days or eight days that we're here, Is somewhat a model of the pilgrimage of life. Mm. You know, if you think about it, we're coming together, and what is our mission? It's to help one another go to God. Well, really, it's a reflection or an icon of what our life should be like. Now, granted, it may not be so concrete in the day to day, but really, every one of us ought to be, we're on a pilgrimage towards God, towards the Blessed Mother, towards Jesus. And the beauty as a member of the Order of Malta is, you know, the Order of Malta provides like Simon carrying the cross. We help other, you know, that we're helping these people in their pilgrimage. Right. And really we're all called to help one another on this pilgrimage of life. So that one of the things I think we do is we have a week of an intense experience of pilgrimage that helps us reflect about our lives as a pilgrimage. I mean, really our life has a purpose. We have, we're on a journey. We're going towards a goal and are we on the right path? Or do we, like you and I, I mean, I think sometimes, how often do I get distracted in my life? I get so worried about this problem at work or this other particular problem that really, what what is the goal of life? What, what is the end of my right, personal We can pilgrimage? get
2: caught up in the details sometimes and forget and lose sight of the big picture so easily.
0: It, exactly. So if, for our listeners that have never been on a pilgrimage, I and mean, it's great to come to Lourdes. But I, I think it helps us reflect um, because it's, it's a great analogy. Um, um, for life, the the other thing I think that it really does is it helps us. In the other sense is the sense of gratitude, mm. because you know I see all these. You know I think I've got problems. You know I have a problem with a client at work or uh, a boss or a coworker or stress or w- whatever. You might have arthritis. You know, <laughs> absolutely. You know, all kinds I mean, of things right? we do. But when you come and you see people that are so much worse off, paralyzed from the neck down, horribly. Um, disfigured or burned or whatever the the the, the issues are and it helps you know thank god for the gifts i have here i'm worried about my little um pain in my toe (laughs) and by analogy and to see the great peace and the great joy that people that from the world's point of view are um you know should not be
2: happy But they're happy because they know God loves them. Right. There's still a sense of hope even where you would think someone might have lost hope. And people come here with that sense of hope. And it's actually even emboldened isn't it it's just it's, yeah. it's enlivened by the grace that you receive just from coming in and being present in a place like this when we go to mass here we receive the eucharist right. uh, it's just something special it's the same jesus we receive back home in anywhere usa or right. or in amsterdam or in the philippines or wherever we are listening to this program it's the same jesus right but we come here with this sort of sense of uh, a desire to reflect um, to, to sort of refresh ourselves in these waters. Uh, and then um, it, it totally changes, I think, and still it enlivens that hope, that sense right. of hope and purpose in life.
0: You, you know, the other thing, Deacon Jeff, I reflected upon is that the nice thing about the pilgrimage, particularly the Lord, is how prayer, all different kinds of prayer are regularly integrated into the pilgrimage. It's not just the Mass. It's the Rosary right. processions where we mm. process and pray the Blessed Mother. It's the Eucharistic processions where we we process and follow the Lord in the Tabernacle. That just like our regular life we eat three times a day, that's a regular incorporated in pilgrimage, it's not just the Sunday Mass. Prayer is incorporated in every aspect. And I think another lesson that I'm going to try to take back with me from this pilgrimage is you know even though obviously you and I can 't go through the streets of Memphis where we happen to live and do a rosemary pr- pilgrimage every night like they do here in Lourdes, we can though be cognizant of the critical need on our pilgrimage in life to have prayer be a regular and routine part of that um, and, and yeah
2: exactly, and uh, the idea of coming here in, again in that refreshment, but it sort of it, it recharges your spiritual batteries and sort of it sort of refocuses. Us. Um, uh, uh, so that's the way I experience in the same way so that when I go back, I have a better sense of, you know, who I am, what I'm called to be, what what my mission is. Right. Right. And then what the needs of the world are. And like you said, to be able to see my life in perspective and, and connected to all these people here who are suffering in ways that I can't even imagine. Right. And I, and I receive the graces of seeing their hope. Right. In, in that in this great time of trial in their lives. And I take that back with me. And it does cause my, my prayer life to be invigorated, mm-hmm. more, um, uh, more focused, and more regular. It's a beautiful thing. And maybe it's something that I need to continue to do. Uh, on pilgrimage and again even if you don't come to lord there are moments of pilgrimage in your life right right you can make a pilgrimage to the to the tabernacle of your church absolutely right you you, you can walk to the tabernacle pray on the way you know put yourself in the presence of jesus in the tabernacle even if not exposed right we know jesus is there mm-hmm. right and and to, to be in his presence and it's the same thing that we're we're experiencing the lord's grace uh, and uh, and sort of recharging ourselves, and then then make our way back into our home, back into the environments, our work environments, our school, wherever wherever we function our daily life. And uh, it's so it's so beautiful that this is sort of like the uh, I don't know the power of God that works through the world, the grace. Mm-hmm. How beautiful. So I'll tell you what, we have more to talk about but what to do uh, once we leave pilgrimage, right? What we're called to do. In just a sec, we'll come back. But before we do that, I want to remind folks at home, we have a great website, www.decatholiccafe.com. Also, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email, deaconjeff at decatholiccafe.com And with that, we'll be right back.
1: I'm Beth Droszemski, and this is another great moment in church history. In the 2,000 year history of the Catholic Church, there has been no greater evangelist than Saint Paul. Born as Saul in Tarsus, Paul was very well educated and his family possessed the coveted Roman citizenship. As a devout Jew, Paul studied the Torah under the famous scholar Rabbi Gamaliel. Concerned about the claims of Jewish followers of Jesus of Nazareth, that Jesus was risen from the dead and the Messiah long promised by the scriptures. Paul began working with his temple authorities to persecute the Christians. He was present during the stoning of St. Stephen, one of the first deacons and martyrs of the church, holding the cloaks of those casting stones. Paul obtained letters from the high priest authorizing him to arrest Christians and bring them forcibly back to Jerusalem for trial. On the road to Damascus, on mission to stamp out the Christians, Paul was struck blind and thrown off his horse. Jesus appeared to him, lamenting, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? After three days in Damascus, he recovered his sight and was baptized a Christian. Then he spent three years preaching throughout Arabia. Paul then headed to Jerusalem to meet with Peter, the leader of the apostles, with whom he spent fifteen days in Jerusalem. At that time in the early church, there was much debate as to whether followers of Jesus had to be first Jewish and follow all the Mosaic law. Paul was an advocate for the position that Jesus was the Messiah not just for the Jewish people but for the entire Gentile world, and that a new covenant was formed by God through Christ, freeing Christians from the ceremonial obligations of the Jewish law. After much discussion in Jerusalem, St. Peter received a sign from God that Paul's views were correct. Paul was then commissioned by the early church to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. Paul's preaching and missionary journeys are well known. He worked tirelessly to preach and establish churches throughout the Greek-speaking world. His letters written to these churches are preserved today and make up the first books written of the New Testament. Paul attributed his own success in preaching to his determination that he would preach no message but Christ crucified. Ultimately, Paul was arrested and transported to Rome, where, by order of the emperor, he was beheaded. His feast day is celebrated by the Universal Church on June 29th. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this has been another great moment in church history.
2: Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the French Catholic Cafe for the last time this year. That's right. Robert, beautiful, beautiful pilgrimage thus far, and uh, we have a lot to reflect on and to think about. Uh, And also just to let folks at home know that the the graces here, found here, um, can also be found locally and and, in opportunities of there's pilgrim spots in the United States a little further away than your home. And there are places right in your own hometown that you can go and visit.
0: You know, Deacon, uh, given that you are a, a cleric and a, a clergyman, I had a question that was popped, uh, presented to me that I think we ought to reflect on is because, you know, people ask us to bring back Lourdes Lord's water. Mm. And someone said, well, why do you need Lord's water? I mean, Jesus could obviously heal anyone. Without going in the baths, why is it so important to take people to go and be dipped in the baths and lourdes? And the only explanation I had, and I want to get you as a as a cleric of the church uh, to uh, I'll reflect get my on book this. out. I got my book uh, right here. But um, you know, I said, well, even Jesus, when he cured the blind man, remember, he took mud and oh, spat yeah. on it and, and put it in the eye. Well, did he really need to do that? Was there something magic about divine spittle or whatever? Then, right. or is that is it because we as people were in fleshed bodies? We need physical signs.
2: Absolutely, that's what yeah. the sacraments are, Robert. Right. I mean, uh, essentially, yeah. they're they're, and I know you 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 recognize the importance of sacraments and and the proper form and the proper matter. And we understand that uh, that our Lord, when He created us, and then when He was incarnated, when right. He took on flesh. Right. right, that that there was a flesh that needed to be nurtured and utilized in his divine uh, grace and in salvation. So there's the spirit and the right. flesh that are united. And so Jesus, when he would spit in the ground right. and, and make clay, he didn't have to. He could have just he could have just willed it, and the man would be right. Blind. Oh, he'd, he'd, be, he'd be able to see. And yet he used that right. as an opportunity a to teach us, right. but also to help us to see that when you know remember in creation when when God created all. All that he did, at the end of every day, he would look at me and say, and it was good
0: matter. You know, even with baptism, I mean, Jesus could have said, just, you just believe in me. You know, right. why do we have to pour water over somebody and say, baptize right. them? Or even the, the Eucharist, this is my body. Well, he could have said, I'll be really there. If but you, doesn't he, he yeah. come
2: to us in the ways that we, that we know and understand as, as human beings, we know that we need to be washed to be clean. Exactly. We know that we need to eat bread to live. And so here he comes the bread of life, right. right? And if you eat this bread, you will never die. And that's a, that's Eucharist. And you start to understand um, if you're going to talk to somebody, you talk in their language right. to a certain degree, but you elevate them to yours. To, through to his their divinity. language, yeah. and
0: so even though obviously Lord's water is not a sacrament, we don't take it to that it is level. It be sacramental, right? But that that God loves to work through His creation. Oh, yes, you know. And, I, and the only th- analogy, and this may be far off, but I, you know, one thing I was thinking about is, well, why did God create the angels? I mean, He doesn't need messengers. Obviously, He can do things on His own. But that God loves to work through His creation, through His created matter. Amen. And so that it does, in some sense. Well, why do we make poet in the, the, the Lord's water? Well, you know, that somehow God loves for us to make acts of faith that use his creation, the drinking of Lord's water or the bathing in Lord's That's water. Right. And that, does he have to work that way? No, he, he doesn't. But that somehow it pleases him. Yeah, there's a
2: lot of people t- that unfortunately believe that, you know, uh, that by misreading a scripture, right. that all that is created, all of the, that matter, that, that the world, essentially all of the stuff here is actually bad. Right. right. And only the spirit is good. Right. And, right? and see, that's, that's against Catholic teaching because the Catholic Church would help us understand that the world that was created to be good, to be used, is, is really part of. Uh, and in fact, in th- when, when God uh, had this great plan to save all of us, right, right. salvation, the plan of salvation involves, uh, you know, even the death of his human body. Right, right involves the death of the flesh. So, and 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 then we are called as human beings to be part of God's creation. Right, right? we don't just have like a, uh, you know, oh, we're having a child, wonderful. We go over to this place and he just uh, uh, shows up. He just like, Whoop, you know, he just appears. Mm-hmm. No, through through the through the created miracle world. of our bodies, through the created world, we create. God uses us to create new life. In the same way that that water. Right. That blessed water blessed by God is 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 bringing his grace to all those who use it. But, you know, Deacon Jeff, something that I've
0: also I think we may be a good point for our listeners to think about with Lord's water, but also the sacraments is I think one of the misconstruals that people sometimes have is, well, you know, maybe if I just drink Lord's water every day, I will get better. Or the pe- there are people that I know that say, well, if I, you know, if Jesus is in the mass, well, maybe if I go to mass six times a day and receive communion six times a day, somehow I've got more Jesus than right. I. So, you know, it's, it's interesting to see how, uh, but that would be, that's not, it's not a magic. It's not like, you know, you drink Six cups of Lourdes water. It's also not your... a
2: chemistry experiment, right? Exactly. It's, and it's not, uh, and it's not a volume thing, um, and that's why the church is very particular about making sure you understand, like in our teaching about the Eucharist, mm-hmm. that in every little flake and crumb that you can s- experience in your humanity, in your that you can sense, if you can see a, 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 a the consecrated host, if right. you can see a little piece of it, that contains the fullness of Jesus' uh, uh, body, blood, soul, and divinity—a a complete. Right um, uh, experience with uh, with his divinity. Um, and you know, and so some people think, well, if I get a bigger host, that's better, right? Right? If I get, a, I, can I get the, can I get one of those large ones, Father? Because right. I really feel like I need a little or extra. If Jesus. And I can
0: drink a lot more of the precious blood, I've got, you know, I've got that's three right. ounces of Jesus. Right. And then than you make everyone behind you mad because you just,
2: you just, you just finished off the, the, the blood of Christ. Right. But at the same time, we know that sometimes in our, in our life that, that, that we need to feel a sense, and you don't blame people, right. but you want people to understand that. Um, that, that, you know, we have to have faith in God. Absolutely. And sometimes, though, I think
0: what's hard is, you know, we pray in the Lord's Prayer, Thy will be done. Right. Sometimes. Oh, yes. Sometimes the will of God is Calvary. That's you right. You know, Lord Jesus himself, kept saying, if this cup can pass, pass it away. Well, it didn't pass away. Right. And we have to take up our cross. And so I think sometimes what I learned on pilgrimage is sometimes what God's doing is giving us the grace to carry our cross. Right. And, you know, it may be, you know, and I see, you see these parents that have these suffering children right. and your heart goes, I mean, I cried the other day, Nick and Jeff, we see right. some of these children, the parents that are just so, because I have small children, right? you know, and you just, it's just heartbreaking. Um, but, you know, this is such a meditation on the mystery of suffering that, but ultimately even Mary, when she appeared to Bernadette, she didn't promise Bernadette happiness in this life. She said, I cannot promise you happiness in this life. Only in the next.
2: Right. Amen. Yeah. And, that, and that's yeah. important for us to remember, especially, you know, you talked about the holy water. But I'd also mention that a lot of people think, oh, isn't it a shame that around the domain, which is the area where, uh, where the grotto is and the rosary basilica and all the, this is where people, the center of the experience here at Lourdes. Um, you know, and people look out and they see along the perimeter of the domain, we see all these shops. And everyone thinks, oh, the money changes in the temple. And here they are just all these people. Selling just rosaries. And right. And you some know tacky what? stuff, too. You well, know, there, you know. there is a little Come bit on. of tacky stuff. either The glow-in-the-dark yeah, glow dark Madonna. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, sort of well, but at the same time, you know, I have to admit, I go and I will buy an armload of these rosaries. They're very inexpensive. They're right. beautiful. And, and take them down to be blessed in the grotto, you know. and And I take those back with me. Because these are, and over the year, I I just, I hand them out to people who need some grace. And I let them know. It's like, you know, this is a rosary. This is, call on Our Lady, Our Lady of Lourdes especially. And uh, this was blessed in the grotto where she appeared. And just the idea that you're taking a little bit of Lourdes back to that person.
0: They're participating then in your pilgrimage. Amen. And somehow that grace, which you've made an act of the will a sacrifice to come here, is somehow shared with those around you. Yeah,
2: when one suffers, we all suffer together when one rejoices we all rejoice together st paul tells us that and so we are one big family and so what what we experience we can share with others and it's that's it's so necessary to our faith to realize as you've pointed out that this is such a universal place isn't it right you know, the other thing I meditate
0: on how many trips to Lourdes is this first to my sixth year my fifth yeah so, I'm always
2: going to be one behind you right?
0: <laughs> so we keep on coming back yeah and you know it, it, it's interesting and I, I think about like, the liturgical year we, we celebrate Christmas more than once in our life we celebrate that's right Easter. that's right because exactly right I think that we we have a routine that in life there is a cycle to life it's almost circular you know, and yes. we, we constantly every year. Why do we keep on doing this? Well, I think it's because we do as people constantly. We constantly need reminders of God's grace, the love
2: of God, the love of the Blessed Mother, the love of right. Jesus. And that's not just and, our mind. Right. Really, that's our bodies, our, our physicality. That's why we keep birthdays. Right. Right. That we need to be reminded. That's the way that the, that the earth rotates. I mean, it's all tied together. And the fact that uh, the seasons change. Right? But then we come back to that cold part, then we get into that nice part, then we get into that hot part, then we get into that nice part again, and then it's back into the cold. And we keep, we go through liturgical season, it's just like in in a physical sense. And so it's connected our bodies, our spirits, all united um, to the glory of God. And and that reminder is something that refreshes us, doesn't it?
0: For those that have never been to the Lord, it's a beautiful reflection. Um, You know, many people may never be able to go. Um, people do need to know that the order of Malta does take the sick to Lourdes. So I
2: encourage you, if you are sick and you can, you know, reach out to the, uh, the order of Malta in your area. Amen. Uh, That's a great idea also. And, you know, believe it or not, technology is wonderful. You can pull up a webcam and see the grotto, right? You can always be there. You can be there in some way, even if you're just there in prayer, even if you're hearing this show right now and thinking, well, I want to, I want to unite myself because every single day they're, they're holding the masses are being said in that grotto, right? That, that healing, spiritual or physical, is taking place through the grace, right? People led by Mary to Jesus in such a beautiful experience. And you're right. If you can have a chance to come here, th- I highly recommend it. So we've wrapped up our pilgrimage. It's been a beautiful experience, Robert. Uh, and I look forward to our next one, but, you know, also look forward to the will of God, where, right. where God will we have may us. We not no. have another one. Exactly right. So let's take what we have right. and to, to give we it all to God. Home. Amen. Amen. But, Amen. Right. So, you know, one last time here on this program, in Lord, let's uh, call on Our Lady and ask for her intercession. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary. Full, Full of, of grace, grace, the Lord is with, with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to Deacon Jeff at